FM for Entrepreneurs by Entrepreneurs. In this podcast series, we bring you the insights of the Malaysia Kini E-Commerce and Entrepreneurship Summit 2018. The summit brings together educators, business owners and startup youth owners to discuss on the growth of e-commerce industry and the state of entrepreneurship in Malaysia. The summit aims to foster a generation of talented and passionate young entrepreneurs who can help bring new innovations and transform the e-commerce landscape to a whole new level. Uh, I spoke about TFTZ and um, now probably is a time for me to do a little bit different. Uh, what happened is that DFTZ has been gone live for almost a year already. Uh, we started 3rd of November where the system gone live. And as I mentioned to you, there's about uh, 2,000 SME uh, onboarded to the DFTZ initiative. Today is a good time to talk to some of the, uh, what do you call that, these uh, 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 members of this cross-border e-commerce system. Uh, so, uh, I'm sorry, uh, e-commerce platform. I would like to invite them to come and share and see how they are doing and probably share some of their experience to you. So, uh, you know JC already and Chris. Probably I gave the opportunities to uh, Henry to introduce yourself about your company and uh, maybe a quick one to talk about, uh, Francis, sorry, to, to talk about your Uh, how you get into Alibaba as well. Quick. Uh, hello, my name is uh, Francis. Francis from Magix Industries. Sinang Bahad, we are doing the uh, uh, paper rolls, the receipt paper rolls that we use uh, in the F&B outlets and in the retailers and all that. So we get into Alibaba, I think um, uh, we, we, we go cross-border actually since uh, early 20... No, it actually is late 2017. We were in one of the talks organized by E-Trades, Matrix, and then they asked us to apply for some uh, grant, some, some uh, subsidies. So we were onboarded to the FTZEC, and then that's where we started. And then um, in, in March, uh, Mr. Song was giving a talk during the March Expo, and then we were briefed about the FTZEC, and then we found it very interesting because most of the uh, issue faced by SMEs for export, for example, Forex, logistic, and all that has been taken care of. Uh, we used to have a lot of problems with the Forex of receiving uh, US dollars and uh, the logistic part of it, the shippings and all that. So all those things uh, have been taken care of during the DFTZ program. So that's how uh, we got into Alibaba yeah. then. Okay, so later on you have plenty of opportunity to share your actual experience. Then uh, what about you, Ms. Key? Uh, uh, maybe in quick introductions about yourself and your company and yeah, how you get into e-commerce in this case. Uh, hello, everybody. Uh, I'm Key from 2S Packaging. Uh, we, are sell, we are actually a one-stop uh, adhesive tapes and packaging materials uh, supplier. We supply to all over the Malaysia And uh, we also actually got to do the customized service for those uh, who are looking for the special tapes for their products. So uh, we entered into this uh, e-commerce actually before forming of 2S packaging. We already uh, uh, members, go supplier member for the Alibaba and then uh, until now. Okay. Well, Jesse, I always want to ask these questions, right? And uh, as... 
Alibaba has been here, as uh, Chris just now mentioned, 2009, uh, he already have experience engaging Alibaba. And Alibaba, in a way, have invested quite a lot of effort in Malaysia. What actually motivates you, Alibaba, to come to Malaysia and do all this? I mean, as uh, Mr. Ministry also mentioned here, that we got actually like 900,000 uh, corporate in this country, and then like more than 98% of them are actually SMEs. That means like the SMEs are actually the backbone of the whole country. Those SMEs means a lot for the country's like economy as well as like the GDP here. But what we realize is that the online transaction e-commerce coverage is like pretty low in Malaysia, not just in Malaysia, but also in most of like the global countries besides like China and US. We are actually seeing like a huge potential for Alibaba to be here to enable, to empower, and then to serve the SME here to provide a one-stop like service for this whole country. I feel this is like a huge opportunity for us. To to actually help to connect with like our suppliers, with our sellers in this country. And also like throughout my presentation, I also realized for most of our buyers right now, they're actually getting more and more willing to purchase like the product overseas. When they see like the little flag on Alibaba.com, they want to go to that mini site and then choose the product and to purchase from Malaysia. So we also want to provide more solutions, more selections for our buyers as well. So we are seeing this as like a huge trend and then that's why we also come here to help, to support and also to serve. So, so from your data, you will notice the inquiries coming to Malaysia is one of the highest uh, and therefore you, based on that, you think that there's potential for the Malaysia to export. Malaysian SME to export using the platform, uh, success rate will be high. That's correct. It has like increasing so fast, especially when we launched the EWTP project in Malaysia. It has been like increasing so fast in the past one and a half year for us in Malaysia. Not only for the supplier side, we see more and more suppliers who are interested on register as our global supplier program, but also we are seeing the increasing number of buyers from Malaysia as well. So we see like our huge potential here to support. Uh, you, you are saying. Um, the buyers is not only international buyers, there are local buyers who are using your local, in this case, local Malaysia buyers using your platform to source from Malaysia. That's correct. It used to be like less than like probably less than like 5% like for our local like buyers here and now it increased to like double digit here. So we are seeing like a potential here as well for like the domestic buyers. I see. Uh, Magics, I think uh, just now JC mentioned about you during his presentation, your success yes. and uh, how you can He's you the grow. superstar, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you, uh, you, you on board to DFTZ, right? And um, actually, you mentioned 2017 you started. Uh, can you share with us your journey, uh, what you have learned and how your business grow? I think, I think the SME want to know, of course, growing is a very nice story, but also want to know about the pain points, how you actually go through uh, until you become successful? Uh, okay, during uh, uh, up to 2016, our sales basically is 100% domestic. So that means there's zero export. So in 2017, um, we actually we are, we are in, uh, on Alibaba for quite some time, for a few years. But then we are not exporting anything, we are not publishing anything. Actually, we are, I'm just waiting for supplier to look for me to, to buy my raw material. So my office is quite near to pen pages actually. 
we, we used to pass by and all that. So one day, every time they actually uh, invite us to go for the talks and the, the, the training, it's very hard to find times. So uh, one day, one fine day, I was passing by. I said, I have myself called pen pages because the brand is always there. So I asked them whether I call them. And then uh, I think one of the trainer, Christine, told me that if, you, I, if I want, I can go. They can do a one-to-one uh, one -one for me. So from there, I learned a lot about within a one hour, we, I learned some basic postings and, and uh, inquiries and all that. I posted, so in 2017, before the FTZ, I get one order. So when you are a free member, you already got some No, no I'm not a free member. Actually, I, I pay. Oh, you pay. I pay okay. for a few years, <laughs> uh, just for supplier to look for me, not to sell. Because at the point of time, I do not have any capacity to export. Okay. So um, after the training, or the, after the one hour training, I posted something and then I got my first order. That was, I think it's, it's in September 2017. That was my first order. Okay. Uh, then after that, af uh, when, after the DFTZ March, uh, March Expo, the three days, I think Alibaba organized a three days boot camp where there is a very intensive thing, three days, nine to five in the hotel. So I learned a lot of things, especially on the uh, posting, the quality of the postings and the, how to uh, respond to inquiries. And then from there, suddenly, the, due to that, I believe, suddenly the inquiry increased a lot uh, from maybe a uh, few a week, it becomes a few a day. So from there, we, we get more and more order. So the, the main thing we face during the time is the, the, the capacity. So we increase some machines. So, and then by July, before the July um, month, uh, I think it's, it's a program again, July, July Expo, I, we have to get another one or two machines. So by September, we, actually the, the, the factory now is crammed up. I think uh, JC went to my factory yesterday, it's, it's actually crammed up, it's just like a sudden can already. Too much. So, training, you mentioned about training by Alibaba. Uh, but what I hear from you is something more interesting, but there is a purpose-driven training, meaning is there is a campaign. Uh, in this case, March Expo, and yep. then you have July on demand, and Super September. Yes. And uh, then Alibaba conduct trainings, right? Yes. So you mentioned you, you go to an intensive training. Uh, who actually trained you? Uh, actually, Alibaba brought some uh, trainers, some uh, super seller from, from China. They, they, they come and brief us. So from there, I think we, we get more, more ideas on, on how we should operate on Alibaba. So we just, I just implemented some of the ideas that they, they presented. And then that's where suddenly you can see the, the, grow, the grow in our business. Before that, we are just saying that, okay, Alibaba, you know, we just put a few photos and then just wait, <clears throat> wait for durian to run to. But then, uh, actually, it's not something like that. When you go on e-commerce on Alibaba, you still need to do, do things on it. You still have to you know, respond to inquiry. You still have to code. You still have to do follow-up, just like traditional business. You still have to do all that thing. But then the main problem, I think, is that you will need to have the mindset. If you want to do e-commerce, is that you have to get ready that uh, the buyer will start texting you or messaging you day and night. Because of our time different time zone difference. Even Sunday, those customers from Middle East, they will text you, they will call you or something like that. So when you go into e-commerce, you have to have the mindset that you have to be 24, 7, 365 days. Oh. <laughs> I, that's, uh, I may have to stop you there and ask uh, 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 JC very quickly. 
is it all the SME having the same experience that once you join DFTZ and then you, you get orders and I want to know the two thousands that we onboarded during that last one whole year, what happened to them? I mean, like Francis is one of like the good example for one of like the 2009 SMEs who joined the DFTC project here. And actually throughout the past one year, as Francis mentioned again, like we actually launched a lot of intensive like trainings like to all the SMEs who joined our platform. And then like from starting from the like March Expo and then July On Demand and Super September, all those like online expos, we have seen like an increasing number of like key accounts, like really top accounts like Francis, like on our platform. It has account for like more than 25, 30% on our platform already. So most of our SME, they started from like knowing nothing, nothing of like uh, e-commerce, knowing nothing about like how to do cross-border trading to become like expert, like out of like the 2000 like, SMEs. And also I think like the DFTZ, besides like doing training, it's like a whole set of like service as uh, as uh, Song mentioned like, on the stage, like on the platform, you are actually able to do everything regarding like trading, like tra uh, online transaction. We also able to do like the custom clearance. We also able to do like the logistics. And everything that we are doing right now is trying to like lower the cost, help our suppliers to decrease the time that they actually spending on like uh, global trading as well as like to make it like really convenient and transparent. Think about Grab, right? You order a car and then you see a car moving and exactly the same thing like on our platform right now, you see where are all your orders and where are all the payments. So we actually try to make it like as easy for everyone, even like a newcomer, after like some trainings, as long as you have like a strong purpose, purpose driven, and then you are able to do like business online and that's like a B2B cost broader like business for everyone here. By the way, I just want to know, uh Alibaba is everywhere in terms of uh, you have uh, in Malaysia and as well other countries. Uh, this particular training and uh, March Expo and this kind of, is it only open to Malaysia or is also for other countries as well? March Expo was only open for Malaysia because again, Malaysia is one of our top countries uh, in terms of our strategy. So we. We are so committed to this country. We also like uh, open our office in KL, and then we are hiring like a local team here. So we are so committed to the country. Uh, and then starting from like, September, we also open two more country sites on our platform. One is like for Turkey. The other is like other countries, which includes like Japan and Korea. But Malaysia is always there because like, we are seeing like a huge growth of this country, and then we are seeing like the strategy position of this country for Alibaba.com. Uh. Chris, right, so um, Magix, Alibaba, right? So the SME and uh, Alibaba, the platform owner. What is your role in this? Just be there, being in the building, so they wait for Magix like them to come and look for us. <laughs> no, actually, the entire onboarding uh, is very important uh, to evangelize the use, uh, the effective use of the platform because when it comes to platforms, they have so many features, right? It's, it could be quite complex. And like I said in my speech uh, earlier on, uh, time and resources is always a challenge and a limitation to the SMEs. So that's where we come in. We can consult, we can even train, we can even handhold if you want to, mm -hmm. right? And uh, that's where we come in. Um, and we also get uh, certain data um, that can be useful through our experience and also from the platform like Alibaba. Uh, we work very closely with them and 
even to up to like translation sometimes. We have served also um, uh, non-Chinese speaking or um, just purely a different language type of clients and they find it very useful to have a local partner like us. Yeah. Wow. I, I, next question is for Ms. Key. So I understand just now uh, you mentioned about uh, you, you do this, uh, what do you call that, e-commerce, you embark into e-commerce. Um, and I understand that most of the time uh, you, you are getting orders from local. Local means B2B local. Uh, tell us more about that, you know. How, how, how you started the e-commerce journey and uh, you say you register with Alibaba and all that, but you're only getting, or you selectively only want to get order from local. Can tell us more about that? Okay. Uh, for the, when, when the times uh, we incorporate the 2S packagings, we already uh, designed the gold supplier member. And then uh, that times we only focus on the Alibaba and we get lots of uh, local uh, business. Okay, so when time slowly going on, uh, we still maintain our this um, uh, membership and we also got uh, get involved into the pen, uh, pen pages, the local search. Okay, from there we also get some business, mostly it's a local business because um, for the international business, um, because as Francis says, uh, that times is we not ready for for the export for the because of the pricing and also some of the knowledge. So, um, but we still maintain we still maintain in this and then we, because we know that this is a, a journey to export. And then uh, as uh, Chris says, it's very complex, lots of to learn, and then there will be changes and changes in, inside the, I mean, the whole platform. So we have to learn step by steps. So we have to, uh, to go for the workshops, to attend the seminars, to, to gain knowledge on that. I can say that now is, um, compared to the previous year, we are quite skilled, a bit. <laughs> so, so are you are you ready to do export? Uh, actually, yes. Uh, we we now um, looking forward, looking forward. Uh, actually, we also got some uh, overseas customers sent us uh, inquiries, but now in the stage of like um, documentations, like the terms of payment, which is become hang a bit there. Yeah. <laughs> so I suppose. Uh, People like Trinity. Yeah. That's help. where Super Trinity will come, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now I know why I can't. I I not managed to get this overseas business because we are not trained, not well trained yet. <laughs> so, uh, just I hear you that it's not only Alibaba. You 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 have other uh, services as I mean, it's other platform as well. From what what are the platforms that you? Uh, before this is um, uh, pen pages, the local search. The pen pages portals. Uh, we we post our products. We promote it there. Um, other than that, this year, uh, beginnings of the year, we also try to sell in the Lazada uh, because uh, we we actually the importers importer and then also uh, the wholesaler. So we actually the B two B business. Then we but we try to jump out and think that maybe we try some. B to C, which we sell, we try to sell our products in a small volume, volume to um, Lazada. We test in the Lazada first. So maybe in the future we are going to 
uh, Shopee and try and error and try to get experience on, on that and see how the markets respond. Yeah, I encourage you to do so because different different marketplace will have different buying communities. So Alibaba may have more international and then probably uh, others like Lazada and others, uh, even like Q10, uh, different, different, different platform will have different uh, commu uh, buyer communities. And don't forget to join our capability uh, program. It is free. Uh, <laughs> and then you, you get yourself ready uh, for, for export. Yeah, so allow me to do some selling job here. Uh, Francis, uh, okay, yes. your, your business is very interesting. Uh, why? Um, I used you before as a success story to share with the audience. Uh, I remember one of the presentations I did, and one of your competitors come forward and say, that, hey, Franz, this uh, magics, I know them. Uh, this business, he said, that this is a red ocean business. How can you become competitive when you do export? So I think there's a lot in our mind, uh, what you call that uh, uh, SME mind. You join a, a, a platform like Alibaba, you put your product up there, almost everyone up there is a China producer. How do you actually compete? I think uh, the audience here would like to know. Uh, yes, our product actually is, um, is, people consider it as a red ocean product. By the way, your thermal paper, right? Thermal paper. Yeah, thermal paper rose is a red ocean product, but... Uh, Actually, any metric industry is considered is is, oper is operating in a red ocean product is operated in the red ocean. There's no blue ocean unless it's a new product or it's a new R and D things. So it's, it's difficult. But after we join Alibaba and during the training and the briefing, we find that in conjunction with the FTZ, the EWTP, and all that, we find that. Uh, the um, the worries the the, uh, the area that is our concern yeah uh, forex forex for example and then logistic is another one forex you see forex when we go under Alibaba EWTP one stop uh, the virtual account the rate that we get is actually much 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 better even until uh, my local bank come to see me I show them this is the Alibaba rate forex that they, they offer me. They told me, can you get um, one million US dollar payment from your customer? So I said, wow, this is definitely not for SME. Even MNC, I don't know whether they can get one million US dollar incoming or not. And then other than that, you see when um, your customer overseas pay you a deposit, it's, it's not going to be you know, 50,000, 60,000 US dollar. It can be just 2,000 US dollar, 3,000 US dollar. If you are get, if you are collecting your payment, especially a deposit from uh, using your local banks, they will just use the counter rate. And then with that, it's not 1.2% that uh, this morning Alibaba was telling, it's, it's maybe three, about 2 to 3%. So that portion is, is a saving to us because we save about 2-3% from the forex itself. And then um, on the other part, the logistic part, uh, due to this collaboration um, uh, with DFDZ, One Stop and all that, the logistic has been taken care of. You see, uh, we can get quotation very fast, and then the rate is very, very competitive. Rather than last time, we have to go to a few uh, which is not competitive, and then their response is slow. <clears throat> Sometimes we miss out the, the export opportunity because we cannot get the uh, freight charges, the rate that we, we, we need to quote to our customer. Uh, from that, you see that actually there is saving. From the saving, we manage to export. But 
after we export, because of our increase in um, business growth, 55% yeah, from export now, so it's uh, almost like 100% growth in the business within the, uh, the, the, the one year, the nine months. From that, you can have a better, much better price from your supplier. So if you ask me, export actually has made my market become less red and more blue. Rather than become, you know, I have to compete, I have to think about the negative side of how I'm going to compete with the China supplier, which uh, the, when, when you go to Alibaba for my product, last time, uh, one year back, one year back, the first 10 pages, everything is China. So now it's different. On the first page itself, I see two of my product there. So, so you see, I, uh, and from my experience, um, people want to buy from Malaysian because not, not everyone wants to buy only from China. So when they go to Alibaba, they see a Malaysian company there. Until my customer, one of my customers from Middle East, they told me that actually we, we prefer to buy from Malaysia. So now all my posting, I, have a, I put a Malaysian flag there. I just, it's, 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 it's like my logo now. Actually, the brand, the brand is Malaysia. The logo is the Malaysia flag. So you have to be proud to be Malaysian. That is self-sell. Nothing to worry about. China cheaper than me, 5%, 10%. My product is uh, not as good as the European or something like that. No, they, they still buy from me. Until now, I, I managed to grow double my business. So that's, uh, that's I hope you all understand that. Uh, don't be too humble. <laughs> <laughs> but Francis, you still have not answered how it become top rank, you know what I'm saying? I mean, from oceans of China listing up there, okay. you have not told us how actually this, from the bottom until to the top, how, okay. how actually you do that? <clears throat> okay, this one created have to uh, be given to Alibaba again because their platform has uh, algorithm that they will track how you post your product. They even have a scoring, um, a scoring system. So after you do your posting, they'll do a calculation. A maximum is five points. So I realized uh, a few months back that all my posting is about three points, three, three, three points. So I checked with Alibaba side how, how actually can I improve my scoring. So they tell me some tips and all that. So now my, my scoring is about, uh, not, not about, it's everything is above 4.5. So it's almost five, four, four point five. So that itself helped my ranking to go up. And another point is that every time I, when I export, I go through the EWTP uh, system. That means I, I do my uh, custom clearance in the system. I receive payment using CT Virtual in the system, and the logistic also in the system. So everything is actually within the system itself. The rate is good, it's efficient, it's easy. And then uh, from there, due to the algorithm, they, they track that I have exported a lot through Alibaba. That means I, I, uh, I can be, I think maybe the, the system will consider, the platform will consider that we are a trusted supplier for the last six months or one year or something like that. So by that itself, my ranking go up, my product ranking go up. So that's why now I will have at least two, two products on page one. So that itself, you know, differentiate between all the red flags and the stripe. So, so you're able to see the comparison between you and your competitors on the platform, whether your, your ranking is higher than your competitor. I think relative is very important. Yeah, actually the, the platform is very, um, there's a lot of data inside. If you go into it, you can see where you rank, 
from your top tens, and then where where the top tens uh, performance, how 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 they are much better than you, how how you are better than your peers, and all that kind of thing. So from there, you know that okay, I'm not doing so well. So how am I going to improve it? So you have to improve it. It cannot be you now. I put put my product up to the uh, platform and then just wait for the things to happen. It will never happen. So you have to still put an effort into it. But if I can do it, I think everyone should be able to do not it. Not difficult, right? Uh, not difficult. I'm not an IT person. Okay. I'm an accounts person. So I, I don't think it's very difficult. Uh, questions to uh, JC. Um, you see Malaysia SME and probably you see more than just uh, two of them. Um, how do you compare Malaysia SME with the rest of the world? Uh, we need to know. So that, we, I mean, we want, we like to know that we, please make sure that we are, you know. <laughs> so, this is a really good question. Cause like, I've been to a few countries before I came to Malaysia for, for research and then to try to understand the business landscape in different countries. Something I found out here in Malaysia, first of all, as like a country, it's like really strategic. The, the geographic position of this country is actually in the center of like Southeast Asia. So this is like a country that actually is connecting all the Southeast Asian countries like together. So I mean, this is first of all. Secondly, as I mentioned that there are 900,000 uh, corporate in this country and around 98% like of them that actually SMEs here in this country. And then like, all those like SMEs that actually are so looking forward to kind of start doing digitalizing like their business. Right now, the percentages are pretty small. As Mr. Share is like probably like 86%, they're kind of like already digitalized. And then we have like a lot of work that we have to do with like everyone SME here in this country to digitalize like the business. And then last but not least, I actually find it like really exciting, especially after like the Mr. like speech uh, in this afternoon that the country is changing so much. The country is looking for so much change in here. We kind of try to increase like the speed of the, the internet. We are trying to digitize in like the identity of like this nation. We are trying to make everything digital. And then that's why I'm seeing like a huge contribution that Alibaba is gonna invest and we should invest more in this country to support like all the digitization of like the SMEs in this country. Um, well, in this case, I want to ask uh, 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 Chris. Um, beside Alibaba, um, just now you mentioned uh, you also provide other services from like Google, the likes of Google and Facebook. And other. How, how do you actually, you know, make how do how do you customize for them? Put it this way. Well, for SMEs, right? We work with so such a variant of industries. Different industries has different target market. And different target market and the audience are sitting in different platforms, utilizing different platforms. Specific platforms, their features and their traffic is tailored for specific market. Like for the likes of Alibaba, uh, of course, obviously is global trade. So export and all. But we also see like 2S successfully using it for this domestic trade. Um, different platforms have different usage. Uh, it's always good to put the eggs into multiple basket and to leverage on the inter-platforms uh, strength. Uh, like example, uh, Magix, if they only use Alibaba, so the target audience and the potential clients only in the Alibaba platform. But if you pair it with websites, SEO, search engine marketing like Google or the likes of Yahoo, it can be uh, even Facebook to promote awareness. When a research, when a person wants to buy or wants to do sourcing, 
they go into the internet and look at multiple platforms saying the same thing, right? Having the similar content, it builds trust, it builds confidence, right? And that helped the entire journey of the buyers. Because we can see in the funnel of buying, um, a buyer's behavior, it's always about how they connect rationally, emotionally, and behaviorally. So what we uh, help the SMEs is to be able to gauge through our experience, through our practical best practices, to, to understand and then to be able to target specific market and specific target audience. So better to put your eggs in the multiple basket, build digital assets. So that because a user who has never seen your shop, never seen you before, never seen your staff, they only know you through the internet. And when they read and when they research about you, that's your persona to them already. Sounds like your company is a melting pot of all the different technologies, or you have all their... Well, you know. we, we, our heart is always to help the SMEs. So like, uh, we also tell Alibaba, we want to be the voice of the SMEs. You can be a good platform, but you still need the localization of it. Uh, the ways of, uh, we can see like China uh, grow suppliers. The ways they utilize the platform can be different from how Malaysian work. And like just now you asked, why Red Ocean become Blue Ocean on the Alibaba platform? Malaysia has specific strength, like geographical, yes, um, and many others. It's our multicultural. When, like, like for Pam Pages, we, when we expanded to Southeast Asia, we can adapt very well. We go to Vietnam. Even though we don't understand the language, we can eat their food, we can be comfortable. When we go to Thailand, we can. We, when we go to Cambodia, we can. When we go to Indonesia, oh, Bahasa, no problem, right? So Malaysia comes in a very strategic and unique um, strength. And particularly when we, let's say, uh, talk to the China from Alibaba, they'll be amazed that you can speak five languages, right? Or oh, two dialects of Chinese and uh, um, Bahasa and English and some of us can take Korean after watching so much Korean drama, right? So, yeah, is it? Wow, you guys are fantastic, right? So we are very strategic. Okay, good. Um, before I open the, to the floor for questions, uh, last questions for JC. Yeah. So um, we know uh, e-commerce is ever changing. The landscape is keep on changing, and uh, not too long ago, your chairman. Mr. Jack Ma talk about new retail. Uh, just recently, less than a month, he's talking about new manufacturing. Um, can you share with us um, this, this changes the landscape? What can we expect in the coming months or years um, with these changes? What, what, what should the SME prepare uh, for this? I, uh, I watched Jack Ma's uh, speech where he was talking about new manufacturing. I was really shocked. Because I was born from like an import and export family. And then since I was really young, I kind of witnessed the difficulty of my parents doing import and export by going to exhibition to try to get like small orders by small orders. And then like the last step for like the import and export or like the global B2B is moving from like offline to online, which what we call is digitalizing the business. And then I feel like for this country right now, we are kind of experiencing the digitalization. And this is a really important for us to move the business from offline to online. But moving on, what we kind of like trying to understand about the B2B in China right now, it changed a lot as well. 
because uh, what we found out on our platform for all our buyers, they become like smaller and smaller scale of line order. It's no longer big order anymore. Most of our buyers, they're smaller orders because some of the buyers, they're actually kind of young generation who purchase the product from, who source the product from Malaysia, from China, from Middle East, from Europe, and then they put the product on Amazon, on Lazada, on, on Shopee to sell their product. So we kind of seen like a huge potential of like the B2B2C model, and then like people are actually purchasing like small order from like business suppliers. But what Jack Ma really shocked me is in the future, it's no longer B2C or B2B. It's on the reverse way, it's the C2B. In the future, you got to be really connected with the buyers, with the consumers, to really understand what they need. You need to restructure your manufacturing, you need to manage, uh, restructure your factory to try to be more flexible, be more personalized, be more customized. When the order comes in, you're able to manufacture it in a flexible way. So this will change the whole landscape of all the business partners probably the SMEs that are sitting here right now, that what is really important in the future is not only about how to decrease the cost of manufacturing, it's about the data, it's about how much you're able to directly engage with the customer. And then that's what Alibaba is moving to the next stage, is to try to empower all the SMEs in different countries to get, to, to get the access to data to start using the data to do analysis, to start using the data to get to know your customer, so that in the future you are able to make a smarter and more intelligent and more like time effective like decisions. So this is like what we are seeing like in the future for like the new manufacturing. Yeah, thanks. Um, I really like the word manufacturing. Uh, the reason why I, I think it's very important to emphasize manufacturing is because I think at the end of it, um, you know, uh, the, the one who produce have an up, upper hand. Uh, why I say so? Uh, recently, I engaged with quite a fair bit of SMEs. Some of them come to us and say that, uh, you know, uh, disruption, right? Uh, overseas porters or like Alibaba come to Malaysia and it disrupt Malaysia businesses. But I, did, I do another analysis, further analysis on this. I, I think the reason why is it happened about 20 years ago when, when most of our manufacturers choose to the easy way, buy from China and trade in Malaysia. And because of that, uh, when internet comes, when e-commerce comes, cross-border comes, it disrupts this trading company, uh, what do you call that, business. And because of that, it's it's now very important for us to really help our SME, especially the manufacturers, to really go out there and be competitive uh, with whatever new technologies, especially what you have mentioned about uh, data-driven uh, new manufacturer, uh, new manufacturing. Thank you very much, the panelists, for sharing. Uh, let's uh, give them a round of applause. And that's the end of this episode for Malaysia Kini E-Commerce and Entrepreneurship Summit 2018. Be sure to tune in and check out all of our other exciting episodes and podcast series only on EFM.live.